with all my friends. Come along with me, see how the story ends. Always looking for the money. Find Welcome money. back to another episode of the Professional Hippies Podcast. I'm Dylan. There's a smiley Colton. Hey. We're married men now, folks. Hey. Both of us. Can you that? believe that? Yeah. Can you believe that? I can believe it. It's been a long we time try to coming. bring find the happy middle between the happy woo-woo, the professional side of all the hippie stuff, and the woo-woo side, which most people already know about of the hippie stuff. And we try to find that Illuminati middle, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 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 How are you doing, buddy? You trying to find those wagers that we made before? <laughs> Dude, I can't find these bets to save my <laughs> life. I know it's in here, but <sighs> can't find it. I'll dig for it later. Just Welcome back to another back episode, to folks. You're looking at a man. <laughs> change man. I mean, I'm a change man, but you're really a change man. We're here to celebrate you. Woo. Holy cow, how do you do? That man. How do I do? I should have my down. ring on. I should have my ring on, and I, it's in the other room, and I took it off. I know. What? <laughs> sinner. Huh? Sinner, dude. You're a sinner. You got to keep that thing on. Oh, I know. I got to take I took a shower, and I was like, because the uh, there's meteorite in it, so they're like, you need to take it off if you take a shower and stuff, not to get it wet as much as possible. So oh, I actually? Like, I was like, that's a yeah. subtle flex. It's like... My yeah, ring has so much gold and silver and platinum <laughs> and the diamonds no, they, the way that so they put diamonds on the inside so it cuts coming off. So I don't want to so really take it off. Oh, <laughs> well, there's 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 the meteorite and then there's T-Rex in it. So they were just like, hey, just make sure to take it off every now and then. <laughs> Who verified the T-Rex in your ring, by the way? I don't know. I just bought that without <laughs> I mean, question. I was like, yeah, for sure. Right. But. Does it come with a certified T-Rex right. certificate? <laughs> Where do you get that? Like, oh, I hope that's T-Rex. Where did you find the T-Rex? Just trust us, bro. That's all that matters. <laughs> You're not like going down to the butcher shop and being like, got any leftover T-Rex bones back there. Can I get the back strap, please? We'll just take the bone and put it in there. <laughs> that ring is sick, though. I, uh... I, I do, I do love that ring. I'm, I'm a little jealous because I Me looked too. and I'm like, man, I want a cool ring. And then I, I kind of brain farted on that because Abby's like, pick out whatever you want. And I just, I just didn't have class or style on that one. I didn't. Have <laughs> well, any good shout ideas. out to the company. They're Thorum. I'll reach out to them. Maybe we can get them on as a. But they're here in Tampa, Florida area. So they were really cool. Customer service is great with them. They're awesome. And, and they got some really shout cool outs, bands. Uh, the Thorn Thor. They're not paying us, but you know who is? And if you need help, do you know who you can trust because they pay us? And the reason they pay us is because we trust them. That's right. plus.com forward slash, not backslash, forward slash professional hippies. You too can trust strangers if you trust us. And sometimes I don't even trust us. So take it with a grain of salt. But with their test kits, you can test more than salt. Can we just cut that? That was pretty good. That was it. Like, that was that was it. Let's put that every pretty episode. Solid. Pretty solid. Throw it in there. Did you see the um <laughs> who is the guy from Craft Media? I have a buddy that has a podcast that is represented by them. Did you see the Craft Media guys ripping off the Avon and some other big high profile podcasters? No. To the tune of millions of dollars. Really? Yeah. So they uh this this guy, I can't remember his name, Colin something maybe. 
I mean, whoever he is, there's plenty of videos on the internet about it. But they, Theo Vaughn and these other podcasters have been reading these ads. And so mm-hmm. initially they started skimming the revenue just a little bit or maybe delaying the payments, you know, kind of turn it into one of those just like roundabout cycles where maybe the payments come a little bit late. And so they're, it's just adjusting the cycle, adjusting the amounts. And then it mm-hmm. over time ballooned to a place where they're like, Hey man, we're not getting paid anywhere close where we should get paid. Where's our money? Like you owe us a lot of money. Oh snap. And, um, so I guess what happened, cause this is all, it was super juicy video where Theo Vaughn's like, Hey, all I'm here to do is to talk to you about how I've gotten royally screwed and just threw the guy under the bus from front to back, came with the receipts and was like, the conversation, I guess, was that they, he left that company, got hired by another company and they're like, Hey, if you bring your podcast over to us over here, we're going to pay you back most of what we owe you and you're going to get company stock dividends, whatever. And he was like, that's fine and fair and all, but what about the dude that screwed me the last time? And they're like, no, he's like our acting, you know, chair manager dude or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, so why, why would I do Go that? Like, you. you're not even paying the money I'm owed. And then you're like, how are you, you didn't even fix the, the problem? You didn't <laughs> right. even fix the problem that caused it last time. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we don't get hooked up with those. Speaking of problems, though, did you get your, uh, your problem fixed? How's the house coming along? Man, I tell you what, that is a... So what? Tell you what, some of the folks, if you didn't hear the past few episodes, my house got flooded from that little hurricane that went by me, and I still ended up getting my house flooded from the high tides that came in. Uh, living near the water has its the ups and downs. did a drive-by honk and flooded your It house. did honk, and it was like, I'm going to take the water away and shove it right back up your neighborhood's ass. And so... <laughs> For real, it watered it perfectly at high tide. It's like your house was the person standing on the sidewalk and the hurricane coming by just hit the puddle. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, everyone everyone got hit, but yeah. So I didn't get hit as bad because my house was lifted up a little bit, which is nice, but I have a side room that sits lower than the rest of the house and it got hit pretty bad. So I'm tearing it out and come to find out, I tear the wall, the drywall down. And it's got shiplap behind it. It's all the rage these days, right? Old shiplap, but it ain't the good shiplap. It's old shiplap. So the whole entire wall in my that room, I have to tear down the drywall, then the shiplap, and then there's a whole nother wall behind it from way back in the 50s or something that they just overlapped. So I'm getting a few inches, but man, I tell you what, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> the demo is the easy part. So demo is the easy part, but they got to have a, a good neighbor that's coming over and helping me out. We're going to, the siding though has to come down because we have to rip the backboard because it was rotted out with the old windows. But it's just that like, you know, that fear of like, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out on something major. You know, there's like a whole, I'm about to put like, basically there's a hole. There, my whole entire wall is pulled out in a room and you're just like, all right, what do I do next? You know, trying to figure it out. And so, mm-hmm. you know. Just just trying to do that. It's it's a little scary, but it's 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 interesting having that that fear of like a little scary. But we're gonna like I'm sure you had that when you replaced your whole floor in your house in Tampa. You were like, hey, I've thank God I have someone helping me. But you're like, I hope we do this right. <laughs> well, the difference you know? there though is like having someone that like really like that. What I was gonna say to your point is like when you're ripping walls off, if structurally everything's good, 
you're like, okay, I, I can mess this up a little bit, but the bones are good, right? So that, that should give the you- The bones like a, are not good in a couple of area. I'm like, I actually have to go like get two by four and frame it up a little bit. And because there's like a part, if I don't do it right, it'll start sagging, you know? And so mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I got to do this right. And my neighbor likes, he's got a lot of pretty good experience. And so he's helping me out as I go along. And I tell him, I don't want you to do it. I'm like, just tell me how I'll do the work. I just kind of need a project manager. Everybody likes along. somebody that's trying to do it and figure it out on their own. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're at least showing like, Hey, I want to figure this out. Everybody likes helping that guy. Not yeah. the person. Here's my problem. And what do I do? It's like, yeah, hey, someone to do that. And he, uh, we're splitting cause I ripped all the wall out. So I had to rent a dumpster. He's splitting a dumpster with me cause he's remodeling his nice. kitchen and house. Cause his house got, you know, oh, he got by flooded flood. too. Yeah. So he's like, Hey, let's split a, a dumpster and we'll just, we'll do it together on it. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, you said easy. insurance is going to help you out pretty good on that. Huh? Yeah. They're going to help me out. I'm kind of building, they think I'm going to get a pretty good amount. I'm building a report on it now, but, um, yeah, that should, they should help out pretty good. Do they have yeah, like an adjuster come and look at it? Well, they had a that? private adjuster. I reached out to a buddy that did adjusting, public adjusting, and he would travel to different places for the hurricanes. And I reached out to him. I was like, what should I do? And he was like, 100% get a public adjuster for sure. I get, And I looked it up. I guess with a public adjuster, you like it's the, the average return on it. It's like 700 and something percent if you didn't get a public adjuster. Really? Yeah. And the reason I found out is I believe they get a, a percentage. I think it's like ten percent cut of what you get. So they want to get as much as possible oh, yeah. out of it. So they argue for you with your private carrier to get as much, you know, as possible. And and people are like, well, it'll take a hit on you for this house. I'm like, I'm not reselling this house down the road for value. This house is just going to be sold for property value at that point. So I don't give a shit. How it would take a hit. On. I guess like down the road when you try, it can affect the value because it shares, they can share how much it was flooded through the insurance, like flood insurance. That's mm -hmm. through records, I guess. So they can say like, Hey, your house was flooded this much. It brings the prop, the house's value down by this much. Um, when you go to get the valuation down the road, but I'm not selling this house for the house down the road. It's going to be for strictly property value. <laughs> yeah. The road. So I, I don't mean, care. In our house, like, yeah, it didn't affect it much here. They had to, they renovated the house twice. They renovated it. That freeze came through Austin, a pipe bust in the ceiling and just flooded the house. So they had to rip out everything they renovated. So, I mean, and that was public record. But the, I don't know, this house has been here for over, since 52. I'm sure yeah, it's gone it's through like, more than one or two floods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, what, so we were talking about that before we got on, on air is that, is it, more advantageous especially right now like is it more advantageous to rent or to buy like mm. you know one of the things when we come back to florida like for sure i'm thinking either way we're gonna feel into it and rent at least for a little bit um just because like knowing the location like i love this house wish we could just pick it up and move it to florida but if I was to move a city again, I think it makes sense to rent for a year. So you're like certain on the area that you want to be I think in. Certain on the area and the home that you're going to buy. Like rushing in to buy a home that, like, it'll be great for you to live here while trying to find the house, not trying yeah. to find the home while you're where you're at. And then you can, right. like, you only come and look for a few homes because you're only here for like a weekend. 
mm-hmm. and then make a decision that way, right? That's like HGTV style of buying a home. You yeah. know, like it took me months to find the right home, you know, mm-hmm. with, and found the right place, location, price, everything. It was perfect. And so I think having that like year to be able to work through that and negotiate gives you negotiation power. Like, hey, if you don't want to do this, I'll go find another place. No big mm-hmm. deal. And the caveat um, to that, though, for me is that if it's cash flowing, like I really want to find a similar position that I was in with that house that mm-hmm. I had in Tampa. That was great. That was ideal, you know, being able to turn a liability into somewhat of an asset. Yeah. Really nice. Oh, yeah. But I mean, but, you know, from between renting and owning, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, owning a home is definitely way better than than renting. And everyone's these renters are jacking up the rates, you know, and everything. And I'm like, I, I, people just don't comprehend all the costs that come with it. Like you and I knew that going to buying home, like we're going to have lawn maintenance. We're going to have repairs on the home if there's hurricanes that come through the repairs on that you know a termite you have to keep the the inspections coming so that you don't get a bug problem all the time you know there's mm-hmm. much more than than a mortgage payment that comes along yeah. everyone they're like oh mortgage payments cheaper than your rent payment like okay sure but if you add up all the costs it'll 100% be above what a rent payment is the only thing that has me tripped out about you know the position I'm in with this house is that you know, let's say we move six months from now or whatever, the amount of pressure that they are putting on the market, I don't see, it's weird. There's these two pressures. Like there is not enough supply and there's so much pressure for the prices to come down. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to give. You know what I mean? Like, the big institutions that bought up all the properties when they saw, because, I mean, they're privy to what's coming, right? Like, they're all looking at the interest rates and they're like, no, like this is ridiculous if we don't scoop up, you know, all these multifamily units and things like that. But that's off the market. Like, that's not coming back because the return mm. that they're able to get at those interest rates is insane. And they're locked in on that, right? So. Yeah. And the, the other part of that, too, is they are, because there's not as high as uh, demand, they're building these homes so quickly, they're not going to be good builds. Like, that happened out in Riverview, Florida. They were building all these homes out there because everyone wanted to move out there, so they built them so quickly mm-hmm. that, like, there's a lot of crappy builds out there for, for yeah. what they are. Like, the values are on them are pretty iffy because mm-hmm. of, you know, it was literally like a lottery. Hopefully, you got a good one that was built. Yeah. Yeah, Abby was talking about one of her friends at the exact scenario. They were like, hey, they they bought a new house and now they're having issues and like their warranty covers it. But man, the warranty experience on a home is terrible. Like they're they're talking about their dishwasher or washer machine, something going out and they're like, oh, it's a bad experience. And I'm like, yeah, that that's just a standard home warranty. Like getting a builder to come back out and fix something. Good luck. Or a roofer. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always get your home inspected, folks. Like, find a good inspector. Don't cheap out on that if you're looking for a home. Like, don't don't be like, oh, I found a cheap inspector. Inspect the house and get approval. So, nah. and the caveat to that, too, because the guy that inspected my home, awesome inspector, was like an engineer in a previous career. But the weird thing about the last two years of Austin, it's been so dry. There's probably about three to four inches of gap between my foundation and my yard. 
I've never seen anything like that. Like last year, it was like an inch or two. This year, it's close to four inches where you could stick your whole arm down by the foundation. So I have these cracks opening up from settling in my roof. Like in some spots, I have probably a two centimeter gap, like next to the fireplace. I just haven't gotten around to, you know, spackling or whatever that is. Um, well, you know, you got to water in. your house every few days. No, so that, that creates even worse foundation <laughs> separation. Really? Because people, no, seriously, on the internet, people were saying that. They're like, they put in uh, tubes, kind of just like you would a sprinkler, little little feeder tubes, um, yeah. and try and like moisten the ground. So what that creates is it creates, uh, you just have like this spot around your house, almost like if you didn't have gutters, right? Where you're getting moisture, but past that, under that, it's, it's, so it's creating like a friction zone mm. around uh, the border of your house. So that, that worsens the problem because the whole house isn't moving together. Yeah. So I'm like, I might have to put in foundation piers to like s- stop uh, continuing this, but we have winter coming, which we should what get about, more moisture. Uh, you ever seen the things where they fill in to wait to lift up a, uh, this, people are probably going to be like, this is a horrible idea. But you fill in like uh, to raise concrete slabs up a little bit. Have you ever seen that to make the concrete slabs even? Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a thing you can fill in the gaps with under a house as they're creating the voids. My neighbors, two of the houses have sold across from me. Both of them had to get uh, foundation like levelers to come out. And so what they do is they just, you know, drill spots next to the house and they go in with like uh, pillars and support the house so it's not really like they're lifting it back up they just Mm -hmm. keep it from continuing to settle um i mean there's like a little bit they'll lift but you know you don't want to be going overboard on that so that's another part of owning a home you know that could be a potential five to fifteen thousand dollar expense of having them come out to do that started this podcast should be like a great example of like or where people should go to between renting and owning a home because (laughs) both you and i have shared our projects and all of our problems about our houses and then people are like i wonder if i should rent a, own a home like hey go listen to some episodes on here that'll well, give it's you some worth great it if you're willing to put in the sweat equity right like i mean sure. that's the thing yeah it's 100 and if you want to do it right you and i yeah. want to do it we want right. to go in and have these projects and do it but there's so many people out there that you know, renters are like, oh, I'm going to go own a home because I think that's a great investment in what to do. And it is if you're willing to put in the rest of the work mm-hmm. for it. You know, if you if, yeah. if you don't want to do it, you know, you're, you might actually find more value in just renting and putting your money in other investments that are going to build for you and working yeah. those out. Maybe you like stock building better, you know. So instead of you pay a little bit higher in rent and save on all the other crap that you'd have to normally deal with. Mm-hmm. And go over somewhere else. I don't know. So, and some people might like condos better, where it has an HOA, so you don't have a yard that you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with some of the other things. The HOA will take care of it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, be I it. mean, the guy that wrote uh, "I'll Teach You to Be Rich," I can't remember his name. He, I follow him on social. He's like one of the best accounts to follow when it comes to money because he just pierces right through people's bullshit. And he's like, "You're not throwing." your money away when you rent like absolutely not and he like breaks down like the in a really digestible way around money mm-hmm. like conversations with your spouse about money uh what to spend money on what to be frugal on he's the one where i was like as a kid growing up i remember it was such a big deal when we got appetizers 
at a restaurant, like that made me feel rich. And so like that, that's his whole thing yeah. is like teaching someone to be rich isn't about literally being rich. It's about feeling rich. Right. Yeah. So if you treat yourselves to a hundred dollars in your budget a month to go buy new clothes, cause you can feel the experience of what makes you happy, but you don't give a fuck about the difference between tide gain or, you know, no chemical, whatever detergent that's $20 a gallon in, instead of like $5. Like he just has principles. And I'm like, Hey, I really agree with that. One of them's around renting. He's like, there's so many hidden costs with buying a home. And the upside so, with equity is there, right? Like if you put in the the work to it. hundred percent. And I think, I mean, we both have, you know, we both have equity in our homes and mm-hmm. you did from the last one too, as well. You're able to make gain. There was just so much work that go like you're giving up. Like if, if, if you're renting, you know, you're working and then you're able to have a pretty good social life because mm-hmm. you're not having to worry about anything else. You're going to be giving up a lot of some social life in order to maintain this investment that you've, mm-hmm. you have for yourself. So you just have to be willing to give up some things in order to take care of what you got. Yeah. Yeah. It's so our, our game plan moving forward. I mean, my real big vision is just buying a home a year and I know, I know you too, yeah. right? Like that's kind of the yeah. goal is like every year or so add at a home to the portfolio and, and sooner or later we'll look up in 10 or 15 years and be like, holy cow, I, I can't believe I'm able to make five, 10 grand a month from just Bora Bora and Joe's managing my properties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that is the upside, you know, but it does come with some, uh, like stuff's always going to happen, right? The more houses you of course. add, the more stuff's going to happen. Yeah. It's always nice renting and you, your AC goes out. And you just call the guy, people, and you're like, come fix my AC. All of a sudden, it's fixed, hopefully quickly. It should be quickly, but hopefully mm-hmm. quickly, and then it's gone. But what you don't see is a, a cool $1,000 that just went out the door to fix that problem. And it <laughs> really helps, it. too. It, like, I don't care if it's cars or homes, like anything that has to be fixed. Like If I could fix my own teeth when I have a cavity, I would love to know how to do that, right? But um, that'd when... Be, that'd be- interesting to see if if someone wanted to like own a home like maybe you get a renter that comes in and one of your qualified questions is like are you looking to like continue renting or you like want to get out of renting and owning and they're like i want to get out of renting and owning and you go okay and you just share like if that's the case i'm going to share like when there's a problem what you don't you're not going to pay the bill but i'm going to send you what that bill was from this or what you would have had to take care of from it and then you can see a little bit of what the the differences are like property taxes, you want to see it? Like, I'll I'll share it with you. And then they can be like, ooh, didn't expect all that. Well, when I rent this house, I mean, that's one of the things I'll look at based on the market if I'm going to rent this house or sell it. I really, really want to keep it. But, um, you know, I'll take a look at that. In Texas, I don't believe, I was talking to a buddy of mine that's a, a real estate agent. I don't think you can do lease to own here, which is mm-hmm. ideally what I would want to do with this house. Um because it's it's really all upside. You're agreeing, hey, you're buying the house at market value, and you have like a pretty hefty down deposit that, uh, deposit that they put with you. And then if they decide to break that contract, then that's fine. But now you're just taking ownership back. You know, you are the bank kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so that that'd be ideal. But um, where was I going with that? What's that thought? I don't know. Sometimes it's better to rent. Sometimes it's better to own. I think it's definitely an investment. 
Yeah. Of time. Well, the next house, like, I don't want to buy, like, a big fixer-upper. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to... It's all fixer-uppers. It's all fixer-uppers. Because you, you buy the house, it's perfect, there's no problems, and then you start going, but I can improve this. Well, I'm talking about you, stuff you, that's, like, you start You start rough, making rough. projects of, like, oh, I could build a slab back here, and we could have a nice little patio, you know? A little a fireplace. Pool? A little pool a little, action? A little pool action, a little Who hot doesn't tub? want a $70,000 pool in their backyard, you know? Yeah, but then the worry is not like, oh, it broke. Now i got to repair it. It's You tell everybody, no, it's for improvement. We're getting a hot tub. And everyone's that's like, nice oh, that's part way about renting. better. You're like, I've never thought about throwing my dishwasher in the pool, but I don't own the place, so why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> Would that be an example of the biggest toaster that you could throw? <laughs> like, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to go out in style. I'm not putting a toaster in the bathtub. Like I want to put my dryer in the bathtub. The mm. pool. I think it might be a fridge. Like you just you hook the top a ledge over it, and while you're in the back, just pull the fridge. No, because the fridge doesn't over. draw 220. You want to go oven or like dryer. Oven would be cool. <laughs> oven would be nice. <laughs> or. Or you go a different direction with that, and you're like, hey, let's see if we can turn the oven, a gas oven, into a hot water heater, right? So you submerge yeah. just enough of it to <laughs> bring the temperature of the pool up, right? Because you don't have to worry about getting electrocuted from a gas oven, I don't think. But what if you... Or you can do a ironic and pull an ice maker into the pool, plugged in. Now what you have man? to worry about dying. Well, that that's where we were thought we were going with that. It was like <laughs> ways, funny ways out, you know? People find you, they just start laughing a little bit. Like, yeah, look at that. Well, speaking of ice, we <laughs> had our uh, ice challenge that, uh, that we did way back in the day. And I'm curious to solicit uh, our audience for challenges for the next 30 days after this episode comes out. Um you can hit us up on the Instagram or the Tiki Talk, but I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm a level with you. I've been feeling a little bit like a pussy lately. Like I haven't been doing hard enough stuff. And we talked about before we came on. My body has been craving health. I don't know. Yeah, mine has been craving health too. I have been running it through the mill the past couple. I went on that backpacking trip, and as soon as I got back from that backpacking trip, everything went downhill. I mean, yeah. I'm. I've been destroying at least a half a bottle when I'm destroying my house. <laughs> just, I just, whiskey does, it does wondrous things when you want to destroy walls. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> it's a well, real helper. I think if we went far enough back to the bachelor party, <laughs> that might be the genesis oh, of pain. Th that's true. That bachelor party. And then I had the Miami one after that, that caused more pain. And yeah. awesomeness, but still just more pain. Yeah, I, I think a health kick would be a <laughs> route to go. <laughs> what's, a, what's a solid challenge, you think? 30 days of exercise or? Um... <laughs> I think 30 minutes to an hour of exercise every day would be a good solid 30 days of something. I don't know, anything. My body just wants anything at this point. Well, what was great is that, so I signed up, you know, when I got my genes tested about like what um, vitamins are best for, like what supplementations are, are best for my, my body. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is too, you know, like what I don't get is how much 
people put into what you shouldn't eat, what you should eat. I mean, it's pretty much a given. After visiting Walmart today, I was a pleasant reminder of most of the things in Walmart you just want to stay away from, right? Like food-wise. Um, but it's like weird when I hear stuff like spinach and kale or, you know, too much fruit. And isn't it weird? Like if you listen to your body, your body will tell you. Like that's what cravings are supposed to be, right? Like when women are pregnant and they're craving fat because they're burning a ton of calories, like fat and proteins. Um, so I don't know. That That's just been interesting. And my body's been craving health. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> Tim, Tim Dillon was talking about this on one of the more recent episodes where he, because uh, of all the migrants that are in New York right now, and some of the migrants are, have fled from Russia, right? Because they just, they don't want to be a part of it. So they fled here and they're staying up there. And they're like, everything's pretty, they're like, they were interviewing them, the news, and they're like, everything seems pretty good. You know, the, the, they take care of the kids, entertaining them, you know, the, the hotel stays clean up there. But the part, the worst part of all this is the, the food. No one's, no one can eat the food here. <laughs> they're like, the food is just awful. We don't know how in the, like, how are, <laughs> Tim Tillman's like, these are the people that need the help the most in the entire world, and they can't even eat the American food. They're like, there are piles of just thrown out food at these hotels where the migrants are because they're just like, we can't, this is poison. We can't yeah. eat it. Isn't that wild? <laughs> that they're just like, oh, we can't, this is awful. How are y'all eating this? We don't even want to eat this. Yeah. We're the richest countries in the world, and we're like sugar and everything. <laughs> it's just in everything sugar and salt shove yeah. it up in there like, like literally injection before we came to your wedding i'm sitting there and i'm looking at the the breakfast spot and they had sugar flavored syrup on the bucket sugar flavored syrup <laughs> i double checked i looked over i was like hey baby is that i just want to make sure i'm reading this correctly does that say sugar flavored syrup isn't by proxy syrup sugar <laughs> should have all the natural sugar you need in it more. it's like the, it's like the star wars sith more. <laughs> i'm like what are we doing here and then the grape jelly grape jelly you know we're gonna get when you're getting the welch's you know little rectangles you're like yeah. okay hey, this is purple you know what that is flavored yeah. Purple dyed sugar. I hate I going. That. You go to a hotel and it's got the free breakfast, but it's all like pastries or whatever. And then the only like breakfast. form of protein is the rehydrated eggs that taste like freezer dried. I know, like an MRE would probably put out a better breakfast for you. Actually, probably would. Hundred percent would put out a better. It's at least packed <laughs> with more calories, like that are good for you that you need in war. All right, Every so, so we're agreeing to 30 minutes to an hour of exercise daily. Yeah, 30 minutes to an hour. I think that gives a good range. What's the consequence? Oh, man. What's the consequence? I got to destroy another wall in my house. Um, I mean, I'd love to destroy a wall in your house. It's probably not going to be the one you want destroyed, which would make it sweeter. <laughs> Uh, you just find more problems back there, honestly. <laughs> I, <don't want> <laughs> I mean, that was where I remember when I was like, 
do I want to keep this house or do I want to sell it, the house in Tampa? And I just remember when I got the house inspected to buy it, the inspector goes, watch this. <laughs> when he pushed on the wall, like, you don't want to know what's behind that wall. Like, and you're like, I don't. No, you're right. Sell it. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that in the report. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll think on, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll think on, I'll put that down as an action item. Consequence for Dylan losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you can't even post a TikTok and you think, I'm going to lose this. Yeah, I posted one today. Get off me. Um, After 90 days. Yeah, probably longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because that, that was the thing. So I signed up for an app uh, called Stoic. And uh, do you follow Rob Deerdeck at all? Seen any of that guy's stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Man owns MTV. No doubt, right? He had a developer go through his Google Calendar. And so he gets like a spit out of how wisely he's using his time. Like he has metrics attached to it and stuff. And I've been looking for something like that where it would just kind of scrape my iPhone data, my computer data, and my calendar and kind of tell me like based on what I'm putting in my calendar, what I can get out of it. He hasn't released, like, it's kind of proprietary. He had someone build it for him, and I haven't seen anything that'll do that. Like, you have something that'll tell you, hey, you spent this much time on your work stuff today, this much time on social media, whatever. Um, but I found this app called Stoic, and it's really cool because it will it tracks your mood, tracks your sleep, and um, gives you a couple prompts for what to focus on with the day. And the main thing... I like when we do these challenges is I feel like my confidence goes up. Like you're doing something in community and you, there's accountability. And when, when you're like consistently not following through, it's like your brain just doesn't it, like your mind doesn't trust you anymore. Right. Like yeah. you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. You don't do it. You say, I'm going to do it. You don't do it. So when it comes to little things, like I've noticed it in my sales approach, if I'm not following through on my word and like my, my personal life, in business, it somehow affects my confidence when speaking to prospects. So, I don't know. There's a little bit of stream of consciousness there. No, no particular direction. But I like the benefit of doing a challenge and following through and being accountable because... <laughs> I was thinking of stoic and you were like, you know, after a day, it kind of tells you what you needed to work on. And it just comes back and it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Everything. Just focus on everything. Just don't everything you did today. Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just be a better, better person, man. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> just build an app. What the just, fuck? What? <laughs> Is that our next million dollar idea? That would be the name of the app. What the fuck? So you put in there the things you want to do and the things you're not supposed to do. At the end of the day, you either get a what the fuck or you get a nice. That's you, get, <laughs> you get some lowly teenager, teenager that downloads it. The room's dark. Parents are asleep. <laughs> He's on one of them naughty sites. All of a sudden, the app interrupts, pops in. What the, what the fuck? But the app is attached to his parents. <laughs> it's off on their phone. It screenshots his face. <laughs> oh, 
that, that'd be so beautiful. Oh my God. That's oh. the social media. So we built in some social media for, for the shame. <laughs> so it's just like an Instagram of these shame faces where everyone gets to go on and oh. look at everyone else's what the fuck moment. Oh no. <laughs> some girl is like, I'm going to spend less than three hours on TikTok a day. And he goes three hours, one minute, just what the fuck? Grabs her face. <laughs> That's the consequences you have. You give it permission to post for you on social media. And it'll just blare that emergency service announcement that we all got today. What's... Like, that's the noise that comes through. Here's her WTF face, folks. <laughs> Shut up. I like this idea. Who needs to be real when you have what the fuck? That's right. <laughs> all of a sudden, your pastor's face gets blown <laughs> Like, oh, Pastor Rick, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I see the potential there. There's the potential, potential there. In that one. A, we got we to gotta call someone from Google. <laughs> Give them an also, idea. Also, speaking of Google, dude, what is going on with the tech industry right now? Like, I, I've been seeing oh, it's guys... AI. It's, it's being taken over. What's, you know what's beautiful about it is all these computer tech people for, you know, for whatever long have been like, oh, you know, we're going to build all these apps and build all these softwares and everything to help streamline work process. And then you need less people in order to do the work, right? And everyone's like, hey, you're taking my job or you're doing this and you're doing that. And the tech people are like, sorry, we know how to code. Duh, 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 duh. That's your problem. Yes. She was on the foot, other foot, and now the AI has been created and it's taken all of their problems, and now they're complaining and bitching, and they're not going on what to do. And you're like, "Oh, welcome, welcome to the to this part of the world you've been causing." The feet are yeah. truly on the other hands now, aren't they? And it's like, what are you going to do? Learn to code? Go learn? How about you go learn to code? Oh wait, I can. I don't even have to learn now. I can type it into AI and be like, "Give me a way to flick that person off." Tough to cover the feet. <laughs> you wait a. F <laughs> I got another polished idea for you. Polished thoughts and idea. You could take action on it. But the other morning when uh, Abby and I were having breakfast by the beach, beautiful spot by the way, St. Pete Beach. Pete beach. Um, she brought up the idea if aliens had introduced humans because, you know. We look different, different parts of the country, and, you know, the rhetoric, like, side quests on that one is dragons. How dragons have shown up in, like, civilizations that weren't communicating to each other at all, it's mm -hmm. still a little bit of a mindfuck for me. Um, so, I believe a little bit of the thing she posed was that, you know, what if aliens came down and kind of, like, came from not something very far away, but somewhere like Mars? You know, like, what if Mars was the Earth? beforehand and if i'm not mistaken we have picked up um radioactive signatures from mars that we can't explain and if we rolled the clock forward if we had a mass extinction event a million years goes by like what's really left on earth that would tell people we were here like really not much you know not much no radiation would like our radiation dumps um probably be the only thing right so 
I, I don't know that I, I'm totally on board with that one. Like if uh, if people said, hey, we got to get out of here, like they're on Mars, they build the ability to come to Earth that's a little bit more hospitable. Um, she was like, well, why why wouldn't we have more advanced technology? And I'm like, well, think about this way. If we were to get on a spacecraft and roles are reversed, we build an atmosphere on Mars, but then suddenly something goes wrong and you have the ability to live, but not the ability to build any technology. Like if we if we got dropped off in say the fifteen hundreds or the thirteen hundreds, I'm I'm not entirely sure what I could just build. You Go know, build an iPhone. Yeah, like Go figure that am, out. What am I bringing with me? Like the ability <laughs> to build some kind of wheel that can mill grain yeah. into better bread. Yeah. Like that's one of the things I remember is like. Hey, if we put a wheel on the river, we can generate some power. That's probably about as far as I think I could contribute to furthering mankind. Um, so where I come at it from is I think it's a little bit more pragmatic to think that for whatever reason, there's a civilization that sent out kind of the seeds of life to potential planets where they're like, hey, if we just throw enough microbes or stuff that wants to begin the cycle of life isn't it weird that it's kind of baked into our evolutionary being to build stuff that we know could definitely destroy us atomic bomb low-hanging fruit there is a percentage there's a possibility when we set that bomb off we thought it might light the atmosphere on on fire and we're like press the button ai we know that's a terminator in game like there's no doubt in anybody's mind that it's so dangerous to let this thing out of the box yet they're mm-hmm. like we gotta do it you know there's do just it. rebels do out it. there that have to do it so i don't know if we came from mars i i, I think i just in my mind i lean a little bit more towards whatever civilization we came from, if we're not the OGs, that it just spread kind of the seeds of life and whatever's baked into the code of evolution will just kind of continue to do the thing. It'll just continue to evolve the same way we are until we all turn into robots or some other sentient being that's, you know, above where we're at in the food chain right now. I think that goes into the younger Dryas theory that Graham Hancock has how like mm-hmm. we've been wiped out multiple times and there was definitely like ancient civilizations that were more, you know, ahead of times than even we, even, we even were, but they mm-hmm. all got wiped out. And so the, you know, the type of people that are going to survive in those times when they get wiped out are going to be, you know, what we call cavemen could have just been tribes in remote places that survived. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, speaking of Mars, I mean, they have there is water. It's like a it's like a pocket of water underneath Mars right now. So there was, I mean, you can see all the marks too, where there was lakes and stuff. So there could have been a time where there was an Elon out there, and they saw it was ending, and they just launched it, and they yeah. came and landed over here. And like you said, you know, you get a good couple hundred people. You know, that could have been why there was good engineering. They were like, we don't have, we don't know how to build an iPhone, but we could probably build a pyramid you know, out of right. tools and, and build yeah. the, the the things we need to, in order to get things going to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, that could happen. That, uh, uh, interesting theory I thought about, too, I told you about it, was Revelations, how, you know, they found all the scrolls in different locations and stuff, and how Revelations talks about end times and what's going on. And, uh, you know, so many people are like, oh, look, it's connecting all the pieces. Here's what's going to happen. And it was like, what if that, like, what if it's not like God is coming back? It's just like some ancient beings were like, yeah, learn from us. We created this thing. And if you do that, it's going to spark turning into this, and then it will end your civilization. And it's like, a lot of people are looking at AI as like, that's what it is. And it, it could very well be that. And the ancient people were like, hey, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And they put them in scrolls and left them in caves, or that's where they ended up at. And so now everyone's like, it's going to be God. And it's like, what if that's just was a was a warning? And that was just their way of you know talking about it. And now we're having it. I just hope at the end of all this, we get the answers we're after. And it's not love. Love is the answer. <laughs> Or 72, you know? Those are the, the real two ones. I'm like, hey. What if the whole time that you get it, it, in the end, they were like, yeah, it was all about war. It was just whoever won. That was, It's all about whoever wins. Yeah. That's all this was. Win, it, win the li- game of life, you know? You go back to source, you know, all the slices of consciousness come back together, and it's like, dude, whose idea was it to come up with time? <laughs> Fred. Like Fred, Fred what the Fred fuck, dude? He's like, oh, dude. do you remember the other thing we did with the whole parallel universes? Yeah, how'd that work out, right? You know, no one liked Earth. being trapped in infinity. Earth is just one big game of Dungeons and Dragons out there for somebody. <laughs> well, I love the fact that like we have the population lottery where we can entertain what this is all about versus being born into the existence where you find yourself on a slave ship. And you're like, yeah. I just want this to end. I don't give a fuck what this is about. Or you find yourself in the population lottery of being in a concentration camp. And you're like, dude, I know all that stuff we said about God before and how much we love him. But I, I'd really love him if you'd end it right now. You know? You go, and then that soul pops up and it goes to the higher powers. And they're just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he goes back, Joe, why did we... We talked about this. Stop doing that. Where the fuck do I submit a support ticket? Okay, because we got <laughs> something really wrong on that one. We're going to need to submit your support ticket here, and they're going to go over the next desk in order to get that approved. There will be. a line of souls in line waiting, talking to <laughs> the God's assistant. There is a filing fee of $10 in order to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> So can you imagine, I mean, the the gall of some religions to be like, some people spend their entire life suffering, but they don't get to go to heaven because the wrong dude didn't make the right trip to their fucking island to tell them about the gospel. Someone takes DMT and they end up up there and everyone's like, hey, 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 no skipping the line. You go back. Do it the way we all did it. Duncan Trussell's like, okay, okay, I get yeah, it. Dang, man, don't do My the toad. <laughs> Sorry for skipping the lie. Some chick from a crystal shop. <laughs> I, 
I just wanted to be love and light. Well, you fucked up. You worshiped the wrong crystal. You worshiped the wrong. It was about the koalas. You forgot. <laughs> it was about the koalas. They're they're tame. They're nothing. Take you care of them. You must worship the clap. You must worship. <laughs> you pay me in leaves. Leaves are nothing. <laughs> leaves are nothing. You give me the leaves. Eucalyptus. I mean, but really, though, it's like life is suffering. I remember I went to a personal development uh, thing, and I'm not going to ruin the, the end of it because it was really, really great. But at the end of it, the meaning of life is uh, nothing. Life is meaningless. And I remember this guy because most of the room didn't want to be there. Most of the room was sent by their spouses, family, friends, because it was amazing. It really was a life uh transformation kind of thing and uh this guy didn't want to be there from the jump the chick facilitating this knew that most of the people didn't but like one guy like really really didn't want to be there and so you're not required to participate you can just hang out if you feel like hey i want to i disagree with that you, you can come up and we have like a, a communal discussion right just hear different perspectives and as the weekend went on there was less charge in people's position because I think sometimes like the loudest voices just want to be heard. And so if you know, you're going to be heard. You don't feel the need to like scream and shout. You just express. And at the end of it, this dude's been hanging on at the edge of his seat the whole weekend for what the meaning of life is. And she drops the bombshell. Like life's meaningless. There's no meaning. And then just dead silence. And this dude, you just hear, it's, <laughs> Backs up, stands up, and walks the fuck out. <laughs> she goes, all right, cool. We got that out of the way. So the meaning of life is the meaning you give it. And he stops at the door, and he's like, I don't fucking believe that. <laughs> Jesus is the meaning. She goes, okay, bring it back. Let's have a conversation about it. But, I mean, it's, to me, it resonated because life is suffering, and life kind of is meaningless aside from the meaning we choose to to give things, right? Like getting cussed out in a different language, it means nothing to you because you don't know what the words mean. And I don't know. I definitely think it's a prison sentence I got somewhere, and we all got sick. You got a pretty good one, though. I would say, objectively well, speaking, you got a pretty solid, you're not in solitary confinement. I agree with you. I agree with you. But you got like the Swedish prison. You go to, you like go to nice prisons. There's people dogs. in different prisons, and people in different prisons have different experiences, and some better than others. You know, where, where the hell did we come from to get this? You know, what I mean, what what is we're lucky not out prison? of the lottery out of the lottery of life? We got the highest lottery by being born here, for sure. Not just being born here, being white males. You know, we have like agreed. You know, so many advantages over so many different people that back to the objective point though if this is the prison sentence i would just is source consciousness is that what we're considering to be not prison because every time i've done an altered consciousness journey it is does pretty, seem pretty sweet mm. does seem pretty yeah. sweet <laughs> yeah. well, aside sometimes. from the whole riding the roller coaster through the demon's breath kind of thing you know that one that one that whole journey gets pretty, white dragon pretty green dragons you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all it's all quite a journey trying to figure it out, you know, but positivity. We're both married to wonderful, beautiful women. So life's pretty good, I'd say, right now, you know. Yeah. 
I'd say so until we decide that the next best thing to do is have a kid. And then we spawn them a demon into this life, and then they're going, hey, what the hell, man? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Be like, How did, cycle goes know, on. None of us did. I just want just a little buddy to be there with me. Wasn't that funny, though? Because I remember a couple of years ago, we specifically were having a conversation, you know, maybe over a couple of beverages or whatever at a music festival, and we're like, we really want to soak in this era and because we know what the next era is coming. And now mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, really being at the beginning of that chapter where I'm excited to make the most out of being married. I'm excited for like this next chapter. Um, and yeah, I think it is a trippy thought to, to bring another sentient, another conscious being in the world and then have the same questions we have and us not really be able to give solid answers, maybe better questions. But I definitely think we'll be able to give better answers and questions than what we were given growing up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, no doubt about that. When I asked my mom kind of the meaning of life, she looks at me like I'm asking her to draw, you know, a Salvador Dali with a crown. I'm like, just, hey, what would you think when I was, you were my age? She was like, sweetheart, I had you 10 years ago, your age. I'm like, got it. Oh, that's right. Got it. <laughs> Or my sister, at least, she was like, "We were, we were scrounging together money to get milk and eggs." Okay, that's that's the meaning of life. When I was your age, was uh, how am I going to feed your sister? I'm like, that is purpose. That's meaning. That is a purpose. <laughs> meaning of life is feeding somebody else. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on that note, do you have anything else you'd like to contribute to that conversation? No, I think we've nailed in the head that life sucks pretty good. <laughs> what the fuck? That's where the app pops up. See, there right it is. There. The app should be popping up right there. Like, hey, man. Oh, hey, guys. Time out. Hey, take hey. a breath. Take a breath. Butterflies okay. and rainbows. All right. Gratitude. Everything's going to be fine. Gratitude. The grass is growing. All right. I need to work on my gratitude list. I tell you what, sometimes I sit down. That's something we're working through in therapy. Okay. So I've I've made the decision that I don't think it's healthy for me to talk about what I work on in therapy to my wife, but I wow. do think it is healthy to talk about what I talk about in therapy on this podcast. Yeah. And so one of the things we have to work through is why do I get pissed off when I have to write a gratitude list? <laughs> so. That sounds like back in like... English in high school, they're like, all right, you know, here's a topic. You're going to write five sentences of what you think about that topic. And you're like, oh, my God, like, why do I have to do this? But it's like nowadays, if someone gave me a talking to write five sentences, I'd be like, here you go. There you go. It's done. If you need it, it'd be so easy. But back then, for whatever reason, it just felt like, why is this? Why do I have to do this? It makes no sense. Da, 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 da. But now at least I know A squared plus B squared equals fuck you. You know. Okay. Well, hey, butterflies and rainbows. Hey, if you guys like this episode, <laughs> subscribe so we show up on your feed more often. Send it to someone that you think uh, might be into it as well. And if you have any ideas around what a juicy consequence would be, or if you want to join a challenge, or challenge and do thirty yeah. days of exercise with us, we're we going to start that um, next episode. We'll start that yep. next episode. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll want, see you want, guys next week. I want some good punishment, folks. Peace. Punish us.